welcome to episode three of the Teaching at ARU podcast. Uh, this is all around how can we plan for teaching and learning. So um, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome Uwe Richter from Angular Learning and Teaching. So um, someone I work with closely. So really great to welcome you to the podcast. Um, would you mind giving a quick introduction to, to you and your role? Yes, hello, I'm Uwe Richter. Uh, so I'm an associate professor. I lead on distance and online learning. And uh, I started my career um, quite a long way back as a linguist teaching German language and culture uh, in different countries and at AAU. Then had a bit of um, web design computer tools, so I, I taught uh, computer science students and uh, the last teaching outing was uh, in education, including the PG cert. Fantastic, thank you. And uh, yeah, today that our focus is all around planning for for teaching and learning. So uh, um, we're going to be exploring around how, how to structure a lesson and what makes some good preparation and, and planning activities. So uh, our first question: um, What is an effective way to structure a lesson? I think when when you look at lesson planning. Um, you need to look at uh, in what kind of context uh, it sits. So you you it's, it's useful to structure lessons with uh, what happens before the class, during the class and after the class. So the beginning of a class is um, usually uh, about uh, learning outcomes. Um, it might be preparation of classes. Um, and if you have a pro uh, an approach like flip classroom, you may uh, replace a lecture with uh, something that students access, uh, some reading, video, a podcast. Um, so um, you then link to that in the actual classroom session. So again, uh, the classroom session uh, or the online session would be structured uh, with it has a beginning and has an end and a middle. Uh, so at the beginning, you would normally uh, tell students what the learning outcomes are for this particular session, and we'll come to that a bit later on um, how to write them. Uh, you may link to prior learning if, if it's the first time or a new topic. Um, you may um, look at um, what happened in the previous session and kind of uh, check if um, that was well understood and what the linkage is to this session. Uh, and you may introduce uh, a new topic. So some of the, the, the techniques there or activities might be brainstorming, poll quizzes, especially if you want to check if they've done their pre-reading <laughs> or pre-work. <clears throat> you may have question and answer, checking that the previous lesson was understood, mini paper, short pair work and so on. Um, at the end of this lesson, you should uh, check that whatever you covered has been covered. So if the learning outcomes have been met, um, some of that might be a quick quiz. It might be a summary. It might be a question and answer. So the different um, activities and techniques. And you may point to what comes after, which is usually consolidation of the knowledge, some homework, some further reading. So the middle of it, um, is really about different activities. So you may introduce a new topic. That might be a, a short presentation, might be a video, there are different ways of doing that. And then it's kind of uh, practicing that, consolidating that uh, in different uh, activities. So it, it depends 
what you do if it's a if it's a lecture, if it's a seminar, if it's a lab uh, session. So again, it depends on the type of uh, session that you have. Yeah, perfect. And, and I think having that <clears throat> beginning, middle, and end as a as a structure really, really just 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 helps um, just divide it into sections and, and really consider what what happens at each stage and and like you said, what what you're hoping to achieve and and what you want the students to 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 work towards as well. And and uh, exactly like you said, it's it's so important to 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 know the um, what what the kind of prior knowledge coming in. So and that that's a really good part of that beginning stage. So yeah, that, that's a, that's a really good starting point. Really, really helpful structure. What about um, lesson preparation? So now we've got a you know an, an idea for, for for structure. What what else what what else makes for good lesson preparation? So when you start your lesson, um, you look at um, learning outcomes first. So what is that session um, intended to achieve? Um, Learning outcomes usually sit in a context, so you have um, the, the lesson uh, outcomes uh, are related to the module outcomes and the module outcomes uh, to the course outcome. Uh, and if you go down to a course uh, outcome or curriculum, um, the module and then the, the lesson, the, the step down is uh, the activity, so outcomes for the activities which feed up again. Um, so what um, I've always found really useful is um, Bloom's taxonomy, uh, which uh, define different levels of lear learning outcomes, um, which um, I mean, you could compare to from surface learning to deep learning, uh, but um, you will have activities where um, service learning, uh, so remembering, for example, is perfectly legitimate that that's uh, one way of learning. Uh, you may uh, not achieve the, the creating new knowledge, uh, the top level, uh, but it's actually looking at what do you want to achieve in the lesson and each of the activities uh, and look at the at Bloom's taxonomy um, and use the vocabulary. So the, the, the most difficult part, I think, with uh, writing learning outcomes is other verbs. Um, so when you look at the uh, recalling facts, you have things like define, duplicate, list, or memorize. When you get to the middle level somewhere, apply, you may use execute, solve something, use something, demonstrate something. Or when you look at top level creation, you may look at developing, designing, um, authoring, investigating. Uh, so the different vocabularies that define those different levels. So that's a starting point uh, to define the learning outcomes. So looking at the lesson plan, um, <clears throat> when you envisage a lesson plan as a table um, and you kind of have a, a row for each activity that takes place, um, what we found useful is to define um, timing. Uh, so each activity has time and um, timing is, is quite a, a challenge and it actually gets easier with experience. but. Um, when you have, uh, for example, a group activity, it's really not uh, that easy to define exactly. This is only 10 minutes or 15 minutes, because uh, even in um, if you use the same group activities in different um, module groups, you will get 
um, students going through it faster and some students uh, slower. So actually um, training yourself on, on calculating how much an activity takes um, is useful. So timing is the first bit. Um, you then have this kind of um, dialogue between teacher and student. So you define what a teacher does and what the student uh, uh, do. So if you do a presentation, then you want students, for example, to take notes or you may ask a question, students respond. Um, so you, you kind of uh, break down your lesson in those, into those different steps and say, this is what the teacher does, this is what the student does. The, the next column is about um, assessment. So how do you know students have achieved the learning of that particular activity? And I'll also find it useful to have another uh, column which is about resources. So, um, so even if it's just a note, what you have to bring into the classroom, like uh, you know, flip chart paper or uh, a board marker or, or your your PowerPoint slides. Yeah. Um, so you design those lessons, um, each activity with the time, the teacher activity, student activity, assessment, and resources. So it's quite detailed to go through. Uh, just to think through every activity in steps. Yeah, that that's yeah, really really helpful takeaways there. And um, and and some teachers don't always use a lesson plan, do they? Or they might structure it a, a different way. But in my experience, even uh, especially for if you're a new new teacher or, or you're 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 newer to it, it can really help just having that structure laid out and and just that consideration of different things. But you, you mentioned about learning outcomes, making sure they're they're measurable, and and Bloom's taxonomy is a really good good tool to help with that. And and timing as well. I, yeah, I de definitely agree. I think when I was a when I first started, it was one of those things which was really difficult to 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 gauge. And you're right. I think with experience, that that does um, you you really do um, uh, improve in, in that in that way. And in, in terms of being able to to judge how long activities take, um, but I, I'd always recommend having some almost time in the lesson all that kind of autonomy you know if, if an activity takes a little bit longer that's absolutely fine and, and trying to uh you, you know try and be a little bit flexible with it fantastic so i mean i guess now that we're, we're going almost down another level we've covered about the actual lesson and the the preparation and what about activities themselves what what are the best ways to, to plan activities how do we plan activities yeah just a, a, um, a note to what you just said about um, do i need a detailed lesson plan for every lesson uh, so yeah we we do recommend that you go through um, the process uh, when when you knew because it does um, give you an idea what is involved uh, and breaking it down and also the time management. Um, there's some context where um, it is good practice to have a lesson plan and one of those is when you co-teach uh, because you want students to get uh, at least a similar experience. So it makes sense that uh, one of the tutors uh, or the module leader creates a lesson plan and everyone else is then able to to uh, teach against it. But you will find that that um, teachers use implicit lesson plans. For example, they structure the lesson using a power plan, a PowerPoint. Um, 
or in 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 canvas so and some have notes uh, but um they don't necessarily have to detail lesson planning more but looking at how to plan activities um so again you start with learning outcomes um so each each activity um is intended to achieve something and you need to look at um, what kind of learning do you want to achieve uh, again bloom's taxonomy is really helpful um, so you may just have um, check that uh, the, the, the pre-reading was understood and you use a quiz. That's usually recall or remembering. Um, but if you have something like an application, so you use information that you had covered already or that um, you introduced in the previous lesson and you apply that to a scenario, case study, a new situation, um, or you might look at um, an evaluation. So you may have students working in a group and then they pitch something to the other students and they give feedback on that. Um, so depending what you were trying to achieve, um, you have um, you use uh, different levels and different activities. So normally the um, group and pair um, activities tend to be um, or tend to result in higher level uh, learning or deeper learning. Um, while individual work, um, for example, um, a quiz or something uh, tends to be more at the lower level of Bloom's taxonomy. Um, you would use a, a similar cycle as uh, a lesson plan. So you have an introduction. So it, it's it's really important, I think, that the instructions are clear, <laughs> especially when you teach online. Uh, and that may mean that you give a step-by-step -step approach. Uh, first do this, then do that, and then we conclude in. In, in that. Um, then students work uh, on the activities and you as a teacher, you manage this, um, you you observe, you observe their, their progress, you go around to when you're in a physical space in a classroom, you walk the room, you go around and see if everyone is on track and if they have questions. Uh, online, that's a little bit more difficult. Uh, but at the end, you have a conclusion. That means students feedback, um, uh, there's a summary and that's the assessment. So you want to make sure there is something at the end that captures the result of that activity. Um, so, you know, students have learned and also they reflect on it. Yeah, perfect. Again, it, it really is helpful to think of it in that structure and and, and, and what the overall goal is of that, that activity. And, and and we'll talk a lot about active learning in this uh, in, in, in the podcast series and that that ties into a lot of what you were what you were saying about the, these different variety of, of, of teaching methods we can use in our practice just to keep it engaging and interactive and and you've touched on so many of them already today so yeah, thank you so much Uma, for sharing all those uh, brilliant insights and, um, and and really really helpful helpful tips um, for for helping planning and um, we'll, we'll add the a few resources in the description including Bloom's taxonomy which like you mentioned is a really brilliant resource uh, but also the template lesson plan that you mentioned as well and, and that can help is a really good starting point for for planning um so thank you very much Uva, and uh and we will uh yeah thank you for listening and uh, uh we'll, we'll look forward to welcoming everyone for the next episode you're most welcome <laughs>